So, who are you? It's a good question. My name is Laura. I'm a human being. I'm an artist. And we are at your studio. Yeah, we are in the east of Helsinki. Maybe we should begin from, from the beginning. How you decided to become an artist, from your path, how it started. Mm, yeah. What, what kind of kid were you? Actually, since I remember myself as myself, I knew I'm an artist. I knew I was an artist. It was very, very clear from the beginning. And since I, I was a, a little kid, I was constantly drawing or painting and even writing. And later on, I was always involved in some form of art, like like singing, dancing, things like all sorts of creative stuff. So when I was a kid, I was attending artist club for, for kids. When I started school, I was in a special kind of a class which focused on uh, art. And later on, I attended even like uh, art high school. So it's I've been always into in, in art. I, I was at one point because I love so much mathematics and I used to be so good in mathematics and I was Having like a thought, maybe I should study mathematics, but of course, I mean, it's, it was... What were you studying it, there? When I went there, I, I was, when I went to, to apply, uh, I was not really, there were two lines like design and, and, uh, and painting. And my mother was like asking me, what do you, what do you want? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then she was like, oh, maybe design. And then I, I actually was studying industrial design, but it was, well, I was so much in the, this painting class. I was attending the, the painting classes so much, so it was very hard to say I was studying just uh, industrial design. So I was constantly with this uh, um, class that they were studying painting, basically. And that was in, back in Bulgaria? Yeah, in Bulgaria, actually. It's a, it's a quite a well-known art school in Kazanlok. These years in, in this art school, they were so important because I... I think I've learned so much from uh, from this school and at that time especially there was this really nice vibe and I was always hanging out with really nice people. I have so good memories from this from this place. So I think I and, and of course a very good teacher and sometimes I was even or maybe I should not say in front of the camera but I was sleeping in the school <laughs> sometimes. I mean it's forbidden but I mean I was like a, I just want to do this and because I was living in a dormitory which was actually in the school so it was pretty kind of convenient but yeah because I was a person that I I just I, I I start to get curious in something and I want to do it and I I'm kind of I don't care about space and time or things like this so it was it was really nice time yeah and then after the high school what happened uh, after high school, I went to study at the academy in Bulgaria. I had also some other ideas because I was thinking that maybe I should should I should I apply abroad somewhere. But at that time, I was like, okay, I'm when in Bulgaria was not in the EU, it was a bit difficult. But I, I decided that this is the best for me, so I. I went to study porcelain and glass. It was quite funny actually how I went to study porcelain and glass because my teacher in, in art school, he was, um, he graduated from uh, porcelain and glass many years ago. In my uh, last year at school, I was doing some ceramic stuff for my uh, diploma work and in his studio and he had a kiln and then I was just testing some stuff and 
and he was showing me how to do I didn't have any previous experience but then he sort of like yeah of course you should go for this I mean just apply that and uh, I was like oh, okay but I wanted to apply I wanted to apply uh, a sculpture or like painting and I, I had so many different kind of thoughts before but then ended up maybe maybe we should we should explain also about uh, the academy in Sofia because uh, that's where I also studied. Yeah. That's where we met. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, that you, you I, I think in theory you can apply for a couple of different programs, but mm. in practice it doesn't happen because the exams are very, uh, very long, very specific for, for each program. So for a person to actually be able to prepare well for, for one program, you need to dedicate a lot of, a lot of time and a yeah, lot of actually, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think the first year I applied the uh, wall painting because I... Um, mural painting. Mural painting, yeah. How do you call that? Mural painting, yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't know why I chose this. But you ended up in the porcelain yeah, and yeah, glass yeah. eventually. Of course. I mean... Yeah, I ended up there, but uh, I, I got accepted on the second year. They they didn't take you the first time, but then when we met, you were my teacher in the academy. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's, it's just uh, no, so but random sometimes. These kind sometimes. of things are just whatever. I mean, they don't really matter. Yeah, I mean, they, they matter and they don't matter because, of course, those are years that form you as, as an artist I, quite a lot. Yeah, pretty yeah. Influential. I, think, I think because when you it's very good to prepare yourself with this kind of because when you get a disappointment with this kind of situations you you get disappointed and then you start maybe to think like oh maybe i'm not good enough or something like that which is i mean it's yeah, it's kind of when you apply you you're very young like right after high school or yeah, about yeah. at that time it can really hurt you if, if you get yeah, a rejection I was, I was, like that. Actually, I was pretty disappointed because I was like, I was so sure of myself that I would um, get accepted. But it doesn't really matter. Things do not go by logic, I guess. And, or like, not even logic, but they don't go by common sense in, the, in this kind of exams. I think. Yeah, yeah. I know that in these programs, they take very few people. Uh, like five or six people mm. per year or something. How, how was your group there of, of other people? Yeah, how, was, how was your community at that time? Um, we were five girls. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it was like girl power for sure in this uh, program. Um, Which is funny because it's a pretty physical, uh, like intensive yeah, program. You it really is. Need to and to some extent it is, yeah. I was pretty kind of busy to navigate my time and I was I was so much focused on the things that I was doing so it was not so much about for me the community or it was uh, more about how focused I am and how I'm managing my time in order to kind of uh, to do the tasks and everything that I, I wanted to do. I wouldn't say that I had this, some, some students, they go to study and they have the student life that, you know, partying and stuff like that. Yeah, there was this kind of thing for sure. But also I had, I had to be pretty kind of in some situations, pretty smart to mm. be able to basically cope with life. <laughs> Yeah, which is a very useful skill if you're an artist. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 it is very useful. What was your first job? I was working as a graphic designer, a part-time graphic designer uh, in a publishing house. 
I was very lucky actually to be to be honest because from high school I had this skills and I was right away I got this job at the publishing house. So your, was, your mom was very smart to put you in the design actually, program. Actually, <laughs> I think she was very smart because I've learned so many things. I'm kind of like a DIY person also and I like to study by myself things. I'm not relying on courses and things that I've or things that I've studied. But uh, yeah, I think this was a very smart because I, I got this job and then I was working throughout my, my studies. The yeah. first year when I was not studying and I was in Sofia, that first year, this was, I was not working like, uh, like part-time. Actually, and I, 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 I got even a second job at that time, which was really funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, anyway. Uh, but it was in a bar and it was in the evening. So it was pretty... So you were juggling these like three, yeah yeah three yeah, but it, it was only the first. <laughs> but it was only the first year. Like, all my friends were going to this bar, and I was like, well, socializing and stuff. Of course, it felt like work to me, but it was kind of two different realities. The first is during the day I'm working in this publishing house, and then <laughs> the night I'm working <laughs> in this bar. Anyway, it was it was quite of a interesting time in my life. But anyway, in, when and I was in the academy, it was like a part-time it's i was i was able to navigate my hours but yeah i just didn't feel at that time in the uh, even in the academy i didn't feel like i had this this community yeah did you have any other jobs during your studies no not really actually i hit but it was more of a different thing because i went two times to united states in the summer well actually that's a job <laughs> for working it's, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a, a real it's job an actual job <laughs> yeah 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 that's true because it was in the summer so it was not basically during the, the, the time when I was in the academy. Yeah, but I was two times there. And yeah. what, what were you doing there? Yeah, I was working uh, in a gift shop in a hotel. And I was also having, I had another job as well in, uh, in a restaurant. I was a waitress. Yeah, two jobs. Actually, this experience was so important for me because I kind of... Uh, That's yeah. why I'm asking you. Yeah, 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 yeah. In what way do you think those jobs uh, affected you? I don't know if it's more like the jobs, but for me, because traveling is so important thing in my life in the sense to, uh, mm. to get to know another culture and uh, just to get out of your environment and move yourself to a different place and especially in a young age i mean at that time it's still nowadays it's so common to travel but at that time it was it was a special experience for me especially to go uh to the states which is not europe it was uh, very important because again i will link it to art because i was actually in salt lake city and then there's the salt lake city art center and i remember i saw this uh, very uh, interesting exhibition of one photographer which really kind of i think this was the the time when i was like oh wow i i just saw something that i haven't seen before and and later when i went to new york it really opened my eyes i completely started to perceive the world maybe a bit more in a broader way, yeah. But also during the, the second year, I, I went to study in Italy, so it was, yeah. Where in Italy? It was in Faenza. They had the same program uh, as in the Academy for Selenian Glass. So... You're talking about an exchange program? Yeah, yeah, actually it was an exchange, mm. yeah, yeah. 
And how, how long did you spend there? It was, uh, was it like three months almost, like something, three months, I think, yeah, yeah. It was, it was very nice. And actually last year I went back to Fuenza and now, oh my gosh, I had all of these memories and get out of, like, out there in the world and see what's going on in other places, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking about my experience, which is, I'm, I think, probably a bit similar to yours. Mm. That when, when you're in that environment, you, of course, appreciate what you're being taught, but you feel like it's a little outdated, the information, and you want to really be in touch with what's going on right now. So that's mm, why yeah, that's yeah. why you are trying to, yeah. to, to find other ways to, to exactly. be more contemporary. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was all constantly looking for information, resources, like reading, watching things online and, and uh, yeah basically constantly trying to kind of update myself what's going on in the world. But from today's perspective, how do you think that the, that, that classical education actually, like what, what did it give you? Actually, I appreciate it more and more because at one point when I was in the academy, I was very rebellious even later. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I was like, no, I want something else. I want something that is more contemporary or like, but I now... I really appreciate the skills that I've uh, I've learned during these times, and I really I, I remember my uh, sculpture professor once said that if you know the basics, you can do anything. And I was like, ah, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> but later, I it's so true actually because at least for me, it takes uh, it took me some time to kind of really to discover what type of art I. I want to do and, and who I am actually as an artist it took me some time and then now I start to really it really resonates with me and I really I think I'm applying exactly this right now in my practice which is quite funny I mean for me it works all of this uh, many many hours of drawing life models and of, or, or uh, sculpting life model for me I don't have any issues of uh, creating if I need to work in a very realistic way or I need to make a realistic sculpture let's say or I'm very confident in that sense that I, I know that how to do that. I remember I did an exchange in Barcelona in my studies and I took this one uh, sculpture course and uh, the university in Barcelona was um, it was not a classical university mm -hmm. so they, they were more in touch with what was going on at the time yeah. But then in that sculpture class, the, the, the teacher, when he asked me when I, where I'm from, and I told him that I'm from Sofia, uh, and he was, well, I don't know if I can teach you anything that you don't know. Uh, really? Oh, <laughs> and wow. I, I, was yeah, in, yeah. I was in my second year of bachelor, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't so far ahead <laughs> at all. But it's just wow. a very different way of teaching. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And we I, were also doing life model there. I really appreciate this. When you're young and you want something new, you, you really kind of know this is like, I don't need this. I wanted something else. Good times in the academy, but, um, yeah. but then you came to Finland at some point. Yeah, yeah. Was it, was it long after the academy or, or what, did you, do, I, what I did you do after you graduated? I was working for some time at the academy. My sculpture professor he invited me to, to teach. I was doing that for a few years and I was also part-time working in the international department at the academy. Because oh. there were some uh, international projects going on and there were guests from other universities because 
I spoke English and it was just, yeah, very kind of natural, yes. That, and that's a pretty good position to be when, when yeah. you graduate, to, yeah, to have yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, chance. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, I was also working uh, as a freelance graphic designer for during that time, but I was always trying to be more free, as, as free as possible. Ah, you were working happily uh, ever after <laughs> academy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then what? Uh, actually, happily, but I'm not really sure that's the best word to describe it, because at one point I was uh, constantly researching where I would like to go to, to study, because I knew at that time that I want to, to go abroad to study. And even when I did not get accepted from the first year, at that time I started already to check universities. I was checking uh, universities in, in Northern Europe, in Norway, in Sweden and in Finland. And I already had an idea of where I want to, to continue because I, I was pretty sure that I wanted to do a master's degree abroad. Well, by saying abroad, I would just specifically say it was Northern Europe. <laughs> yeah, it was for me, it was why? very clear. Well, it's a very good question. Why? Um, you know, I remember maybe I was 14 or something like this at, around that age and I would sit in a class at school and then I would just suddenly see these lakes and forests and something like nature, like a very pristine nature. And I was like, oh my gosh, this kind of sinners, they just, I just remember these moments when I would see something like that. And I have had always very special connection to, to the North. I used to listen to a lot of black metal and metal music in general. So obviously this is like a clear connection, but it's not that, it was not that connection, just simply, it was one of those things. I don't know, I don't have a very clear explanation, but to me, like the North was, I mean, there's a mystery here that I, it attracts me that there's something wild here that I don't know exactly how to put into words, that it's, it's something that it really resonates with me, who I am. It's really difficult. It's my personal experience, but it's very difficult to explain how it's like I was constantly trying to cope with this environment and, and uh, what we were talking about earlier, and I, I was... I was working at the academy and then I started at one point really to feel I'm suffocating. I cannot go on with this because if I'm teaching, I cannot teach in this way. I don't see art like this. I don't perceive this. I, I cannot. I started, I had so many conflicts in my head that I had to and resolve them. I don't, I, I don't want to live in an environment where I feel conflicted. <laughs> I mean, and I was thinking, I don't know. I didn't know at one point, like, would, which country would, would be one of these, uh, but uh, eventually it was Finland, basically, yeah. Many events who led to this, particularly, but uh, at one point it was so clear that there was no even question about it. I mean, yeah, it's it's long story, but yeah. If I should continue, I don't know. But we yeah. have time. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, because uh, I, I told you, in the academy I was doing constantly things that I, I wanted to go to travel somewhere and then with my a friend of mine she was like at that time uh, telling me let's go to let's go to some uh, ice sculpture competitions uh, there's in Finland there's uh, like there there let's just go and like, but I don't have any experience and then I, I went to Finland for this ice yeah 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 I sculpture. went to Finland yes for that a uh, few times at one point I started to work with performance and then I 
through some people I met in this com ice competitions. I got the invitation to one performance festival, which was in Pori. And then, funny, I met, funny enough, I met my husband there, so. <laughs> but at the university, I, I ended up studying here. I mean, it was already my focus even before that. Things got developed in a very natural way. So what, what did you study here and where? Before even applying to Alto, Alto University, I studied in the Alto University. Before that, even I was coming here to visit at that time my boyfriend and he was coming to Bulgaria. So it was like, it's quite different when you know already the environment or at least you have some kind of idea where you're going. Because mm. some people, they just simply come here without knowing what to expect. Like me, I, yeah, I came yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already had friends. It was not in Helsinki because he, he didn't live in, in, uh, in Helsinki. He was living in Pori. But uh, anyway, yeah. But how did you choose exactly this program in Alto? Like, oh, it was very clear for me because I was uh, looking for a program which would be more inclusive, which was covering more things rather than being a bit more specific because other programs that I've looked for in the academy, they were like either painting, sculpture or like whatever, time and space. And it was very specific. And I wanted to, to have something that covers all of them. And I wanted always to study fine art and I always wanted to study something that it's more like broader. So it was very clear and, and the, the professor, everything was just perfect for me. Everything was just resonating so, so much. And obviously this is the reason I'm, I was, I got accepted because it's, it was just the same kind of resonance. But in that sense, I'm, I was lucky because this, this program exactly ended when I ended my master's degree. I mean, it was, if I would have applied like later, it wouldn't have been possible. Um, but I want to mention some things about this, this experience here. I really, actually, I had a pretty difficult experience uh, during the studies because um, I thought like it was, the, of course, it was at that time, it was the perfect program that I could see myself in. But at the same time, when I started to study, I started to, to feel that I don't belong there. Like in some sense, like I'm, I'm looking for something else and I don't see it there. I don't, I don't find it there. And I, I got disappointed and I, I don't know how to say it. That's why I think the education is important, but to some extent, but after that, you should look more into yourself rather than just mm. look for these external things that they just, it's what, it's a piece of paper. So who cares really? I don't know. I don't really care. But it was an experience because it gave me a few valuable lessons, I think, that, that really I could use in my life. And, and of course, it gave me also very nice friends, very good friends. Yeah, yeah. How important are friends? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, they Like are. in, the, uh, in I, the arts, like to have these artists. Like like-minded people is so important to have, especially if you live abroad and you need support and... I mean, we should support each other and that's, I think this is so important. And I, I'm so grateful for this. I really appreciate that I met amazing people and we are friends still and it's great. I was missing something that it's a bit more of a broader perspective of art. What happens after that? You mean, how do I learn from when I... I mean, what was your experience after that? When I graduated from, 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 from Alto. Alto University. Yeah. 
I needed to some time to recover because honestly speaking I had some difficult experiences and I did so I think my work got a, a negative response and I had to deal with this and eventually I had to work a lot on myself and think things through but I'm so happy I did that I am so glad that I did this. I, I went out of, not only of my comfort zone, I went, I wanted to break something. I wanted to break a pattern that I, I felt I should be doing that, you know. I felt that I, I should go for that thing. All right, uh, so you wanted to break some pattern with your work and then something broke in our recording. The battery died. Yeah. So we decided to break the background and change a little bit change the pattern it's change, always change the good pattern. <laughs> yes what are you working on right now yeah right now i'm actually working on few sculptural installations or like sculptural works and at the moment these are kind of developing in the process I don't know exactly where I will end up with this, but I'm pretty inspired and very interested in what I'm doing currently in regards to this sculptural work. I also do some paintings and I work on some drawings. I usually work on few pieces at a time or few works and I tend to switch between them not to get too bored or too trapped in one thing so I kind of feel that my work is in a flow in a constant flow what does that entail what what, what mediums are you are you still using the porcelain for the sculpture or what are you using yeah actually I after many years of break from porcelain I started really to feel that connection again use it in my work along with uh, some other ceramic materials like other clays like other other type of yeah ceramic materials but but basically my primal focus is on the on porcelain and I try to because because it's but this material is pretty difficult for sculpture I would say it's um, challenging so I kind of look for for ways to work with it that are I'm constantly experimenting and trying to find what's the best way for me to to use this material because I have a I think I have a special connection with this material there's something that it really speaks to me and it's it's not like when I use another clay when I use like for example stoneware it's not the same thing and it just doesn't it's not my thing I I think porcelain it's just so difficult it's so challenging it's just so much there's no other material like this i feel right now at the moment actually i'm uh, so much into porcelain painting and i've been using kind of trying to implement painting into the sculptural work so this is what i'm going to do with these new works and i don't know where i will end up with this but for now i'm because i'm this, uh, just at the beginning with this project I have no clue where where I will end up and what's going to happen, but I'm very curious and I'm, I'm very interested in implementing some parts of the traditional bits and pieces from the, the history of porcelain, but somehow like converting them into this into the contemporary basically time. And 
I kind of constantly refer to. You mentioned that after many years of not working mm. with, with that material, what were you doing before that? What kind of medium? I was really, I was not having a real, real studio. And then I was like working with video photography and you know, like digital media and, and stuff like that. And I guess I was a bit tired at one point from, from that work. So I was looking for something, something else. And at that time it was... It was okay, but then I had a long break. I was not doing sculptures for many years, but then that kind of neat return and very naturally. And then I'm so happy. I'm back to using my hands mm -hmm. and I'm back into the feeling when I create a mess. <laughs> and it's, it's just, I know it's funny, but I love it. And then when there's something going on that I use my hands and feel things and feel the material and when things don't work out sometimes it's such a joy <laughs> I, I actually intentionally I sometimes break things and sometimes not intentionally but I, I like this to see uh, what's because if you know if you see something like that it's whole it's just so perfect or like something is it's not right. <laughs> I need to. I need to to see the essence in nature. If you see these materials, you see clays, so where they come from. Uh, you start really to understand. Like I, I really like to observe nature, how it works, and it's not like this kind of perfection that human creates. So artificial to me. It's like in nature, there's no such thing. We are not working in cooperation with nature. This is one thing that mm. I'm constantly thinking of. Because I'm a person that really loves, who really loves nature and I mean nature and it's, it's so deep in my, in my being and I'm constantly thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, kind of already answers my next question about the mm. themes in your work. It's kind of pieces of me that are scattered within in, in some space somewhere, in some immaterial space that are floating and they're con I, I try to capture them and try to materialize them. And that's why for me sculpture is so interesting or making installations because it's I almost feel like I could manifest something into the physical to take it out from some I don't know, other dimension, if you say, like I could I could materialize it and I could see it from myself. Like I could I could feel it and touch it. I want to see that the work is like a puzzle or a mystery that I don't does not give me a straightforward answers, but it's something that it's rather pointing at certain things, but but it's still something maybe unexplainable or existing of itself without any sort of human agenda there. So you're just facilitating it to come to Yeah, yeah, to I think I think the work itself it wants something from me. I usually I sometimes don't know even what I'm doing and I like that because it's like, oh, what is this? But then eventually everything sort of reveals in the process and I'm I'm completely unaware sometimes. Like like often actually. I'm not aware what's going on and I but I start to become more and more curious and that keeps my curiosity. So trust the process. Definitely trust the process. Do you, have, do you have some sort of uh, routines how to go into that process or how to navigate the process? Yes, I actually do have routines. But what I like to do when, when I come to my studio many times, I have like one book. I have actually a few books. So I need to have a lot of notebooks and a lot of sketchbooks because I have actually so many sketchbooks that 
all over the place, even in my, not only in my studio, but also at home. And I'm constantly sketching or drawing without any specific intention, without any specific purpose. And then I, I do that. This is for me, like, I think you could call it a ritual, but it kind of really, I love that process because I, when I look back at this and I'm like, oh, wow. And I actually, when you're so unconscious, you, you draw or you write something. I have noticed that these are the moments when I need, and I'm constantly looking at this note on my notebooks or, or sketchbooks and, and, and even like uh, painting with some colors and stuff like this, whatever. I don't really think about it, but these are, these are always this, oh, wow. Yeah, I got this. I mean, it's, it's amazing how this works. So it's basically not controlling the process so you like the surrealists because they were coming uh, up with this <laughs> this uh, idea of yeah all of these kind of things like automatic, automatic writing yeah. and salvador dali how he was using this waking himself up with this metal sound from a metal spoon and stuff like this and right away he goes to paint and or like draw whatever he sees in his dream i started to do it pretty naturally because it felt like really good but i didn't later on i started to feel maybe this is a ritual that i do yeah because or like walking, walking in the in the forest really helps my thoughts. And then when I walk to my studio, also I have time to reflect, and some ideas just start to get clearer and clearer. When I don't specifically think of them, but they just come in the right time. <laughs> so you don't live very close to the studio, purposefully or not? I I think it's really good that I have this. Yeah, I have. If I walk, it takes me one hour. If I go by bike, it's 20 minutes. Now it's winter, I walk. So, and I like this walk because there's so much nature and I have time to, yeah, to reflect. So yeah, that's, in, that's interesting because I, I'm, I'm on the other end of this, for example, that I, I, I really need my studio to be somewhat close to where I live so that, mm -hmm. so that it would be very easy for me to go there because an hour away, I, I would just probably just be there and oh but actually my studio that. is pretty close because i i still live in the east of helsinki it's 20 minutes by bike it's not far at all uh it's just walking mm. but it's 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 really good if i walk two hours a day it's amazing if i if i walk from to come here and to go back it's it's good you don't need any other exercise with that kind of work. I do other exercises as well, but I mean, this this is like really, it really helps me because I also can listen to so many, to audio books and, and music and do other things. Even sometimes I, I record also my thoughts. Mm -hmm. This is a, another process that I do when I walk, because nowadays if you talk to yourself, I mean, nobody really thinks that I'm crazy because they might think, yeah, she's talking on the phone, whatever. Nobody cares, really. Nobody even thinks about this. Yeah. But I'm actually recording my thoughts. And I have so many recordings. So, I, so because, you're doing it in Bulgarian or in what language? It, I switch between languages. Because sometimes I practice my Finnish. Sometimes I use English. Sometimes I use Bulgarian. It really depends on the feeling. You mentioned that after you graduated, you needed some time and for a while you weren't doing or if i understood correctly you weren't doing much of art or no i was doing yeah i was doing but i was you had some period of, of some disruption I, no i was i think i cannot live without doing art it's like but i was not myself so much because i had a, this very difficult period i was not let's say my best self 
in that sense. But Would I you consider that period as this creative block or a rut or was it different? I had, I think I had the creative block for sure. Yeah, yeah. And actually the books of Julia Cameron, she had this, um, the artist way. My true self was like wanting and, and screaming and come on, let's just start using your hands like start painting start drawing start doing something whatever with your hands and i was really resisting for some time because i was in this reality where oh i'm now i'm doing performances oh now i'm doing photography i'm now doing like and, and, and i'm doing videos and i don't do these other things like i don't i don't do paintings now and i was actually at that time i was not even I did not want even to visit exhibitions where there would be paintings because I'm not into that. Or I would say to myself something like this, which is, I mean, this is the danger when you end up surrounded with people who are in this, let's say, in art university, just for as an example. It's not just there, but it expands to some other. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, people who really want you to be in a, more into kind of theory, let's say, or use a certain type of language or a mm. certain type of... Yeah, I think of, of language. I'm just looking for a better word, but you, you get what I mean. This very highly educated people who think that there's this way and, and that's it. And all other ways, I mean, if you do something like whatever, I'm doing whatever, it's just stupid it, or it's not there's what you need to be to explain yourself to verbalize everything and i mean ah, it just gets so tiring and boring i was like really sometimes even in when i think in the university i was like oh my gosh it's like so boring lecture i'm just i'm i'm i i cannot i cannot listen to this i mean what's going on here i mean what's going on mm. <laughs> yeah. and how did you manage to get out of that rut like what, uh, do, you, what do you do to get out of a, of this blockage this is why i started really to listen to myself more and more and more eventually and i started to listen to i read this book i started really little by little to and to keep a kind of a diary no it's i don't know it's a diary whatever i started to write my thoughts and i started really to look deeper more and more into myself who i really am really look at the mirror who i who i who i am and what kind of role if i i tried I started questioning, am I living in a kind of artificial role that I have created or I wanted to be that person or am I really my real self? And I, for me, this was the big question that during these years I, I mm. had to dig really deep into. And I'm so happy I, I, I did that because this was absolutely crucial for, for my well-being. Yeah. When I was... Um, previously working with performance video photography i, I think I, I i tried to kill some traumas through that work which at one point i entered a, a dead end in a way that i i didn't know how to continue with this work because in a way this work was it was shaping my identity at that time when i came here to to study and even before that for some time i just didn't know how to continue with it because it was no longer relevant for me. It was a difficult transition, how to end something that you have been, it has been, become so much part of your identity and you know, you, you cannot, you, you cannot continue in this way. You know that this is, this thing should die for sure. 
and then how to revive something new. I mean, this this period in between these things were, I think, it was a bit of a, it was very transformative, I would say, cathartic experience in a way. For sure, it was not easy, but I managed to, to, to get out of it, and I'm very glad I did. Because for sure, I cannot imagine myself right now doing work that I did before years ago. It was, for that time, it was very relevant and very much needed for me to exist in this world. But for now, now I, I don't, I don't see Do you that. think that, that you dealing with some trauma in your work is going to bounce back to you and just become like a sort of a cycle or somehow affect you negatively? You mean right now if I have no, to No, no, be before, when you decided to stop doing that. No, I think it was for me more like it just ended up like naturally. I, I mm. knew that I no longer can can work like this because I knew that there's part of me that wants to come out and I wanted to explore that, but mm. at, at, for that period that I was uh, like here in the university and even sometime before and, and after, I, I, I was in this, well, I don't want to say trapped, but in a way I was trapped in this sort of realm, bit of a dark realm, I would say, yeah. So it's, uh, I think it's always good to know the darkness somehow, I don't know. I mean, to appreciate the light. To appreciate, yeah, 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 to appreciate. I mean, if, it if sounds like a cliche, how. but I mean, yeah. it's true. I think for me, I, I, I know I'm not afraid to enter there, but now I don't, I don't need it because... Now I, you're in the light. Yeah, I feel like that. I, I definitely feel I'm in the light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you go to exhibitions now often? Yeah, I, I do go. And I do follow what's going on in the world, not only here in Finland, but yeah, worldwide, I want to be, I'm curious, I want to know, yeah. Mm. Which artists are you affected by or like you're admiring and taking advice from? Well, I appreciate a lot of artists, way too many to, to mention, but for example, I like the work of David Altmate. I think hopefully I'm pronouncing his last name correctly because it's a bit odd. But he is a Canadian artist uh, working with sculpture. Another artist I could mention is Laurent Grasso. He is a French artist. I was lucky enough to see his exhibition when I was a few years ago. I was in New York and he had an exhibition in Sean Kelly Gallery. And this was, um, it was very nice coincidence that I was exactly at that time when he had this exhibition. I will write down every name and, and list it afterwards yeah, yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the info to the episode. Yeah, I I do like um, also the works of uh, Daniel Richter, a painter, a German painter. Recently, I, I, I've seen a lot of good paintings, actually, and some of the artists are represented by Gallery Perotin. Things change, but one thing that maybe does not change is... Uh, my appreciation for Russian art. I grew up with Russian art magazines and... You, you were kind of on the edge between the end of the USSR and the beginning of the yeah. 90s. Uh, but it's, it's, the, it's, the it fall. has, yeah, definitely, I think, influenced me and, and uh, especially as a kid and uh, receiving these magazines and seeing all these amazing Russian painters. And I actually have uh, recently got a, a, a present from my husband, a book of Russian painting. So yeah, very happy about this one. 
So I'm kind of, uh, a lot of memories come through this book, mm. which is quite nice. It's, it's very nice. And, and, and one thing I actually just came to mind, just not related to that, but uh, not related to Russian art, but Leonardo, I would definitely say he is one of those. I think Leonardo is, there's so much to it, especially when I listened to, to the book of um, Science of Leonardo from uh, Fritjof Capra. I just listened um, maybe two, three years ago. Uh, I mean, there's so many aspects of, of his work. It's just nice to discover and rediscover something that it's, you know, because everybody knows of hey, yeah, Leonardo and that's it. But I really like to, to dig deeper into his way of uh, living, thinking and yeah, stuff like that. Is the community now important to you in in your life and art? We were talking about when you were studying that mm -hmm. it wasn't defining, but how, how do you feel now about that? Very. It is very important. Actually, I. it really helped me when I moved to this studio. It really helped me to feel again this energy and this um just the, the vibe that you know i'm i'm really really living this this life that i really want to live and and that i think that's why the community is so important to, to kind of to, to share ideas and to communicate with people i i work my work is very solitary because i'm most of the time i'm by myself i'm not social when i work but then outside my studio because here there's there are other artists and i can be social and i can get out if I want to be social and share things with people. And that's so important. It's just, it's very good. I have had so good conversations here and, and also where I live is um, the place where I live is for, for artists. It's an artist apartment building and there have another community. So I have this community here and I have another community there and it's, nice feeling that you know that uh, you are surrounded by like-minded people it's, yeah you're part of something that's yeah 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 bigger yeah i think it's it's really it's really good it's mm. it's very healthy <laughs> do you involve your friends and family into your art somehow more directly or is it just bouncing ideas Mm, or... Maybe my husband, because he's also an artist. I mean, in some way, if I have an exhibition, he would come and help me. But in a way, I'm kind of independent. Or even in the past, I have used him as a model, if that counts. <laughs> I mean, it's like... But nowadays, no, I don't think so. It's kind of... I'm really into my own world, I think. And it's a... Like I said, it's a quite of a solitary process for me, which I totally enjoy. But in some... Of course, it's... It's, it's like this, but also it's, there's some aspects of it that it's not that solitary. Because I like for now, I don't have a ceramic kiln and I need to go to fire my works to a ceramic workshop. And I, I'm kind of involved. Of course, it's not friends and family, but it's like I'm, I'm kind of interacting with people there and stuff like that. So in that sense, there's some interaction. So, of course, it's, it's logical in that sense that you don't share your studio with anybody? No. No, no, no. Would no, you no. ever? No, no. This is out of question, for sure, no. The studio is very important to you. It is very important. It's like, for me, it would be difficult to be with, surrounded by other people. I mean, I've worked in situations like this, but I need my own space because I'm, um, 
my work process is very much like meditation maybe i could compare it or something that it's so personal and that it's really i i don't want to be disturbed by by mm. some external things like i want to get really deep into the process and uh, yeah and just be free here whatever i want to do without being considering other person's needs and wants no it's yeah it's my territory for sure <laughs> what's most important for you in this territory what what kind of elements of the studio are you find very crucial on a practical level i, I really like the lighting in my studio i mean i really like the fact that i have privacy here because there's lighting that comes from above and and i don't have to worry about somebody's watching me or like what how i work and stuff like this so this is a very important part of of the studio but what kind of things are crucial it's like i have some territories in my studio that they are like i have mapped it in a way that i have a space where i i do different zones you mean yeah yeah mm -hmm. different zones <laughs> territories <laughs> yeah different zones where i'm navigating between them like more like the space for action and then the other space that i'm doing more of computer work or some writing and stuff like this and then i have a couch where i can rest and even take a nap yeah, the space sure. itself like where the couch is and it's yeah, yeah there's these different zones yeah do you have other storage for your art or is everything fitting here uh, for now, everything fits here. Unfortunately, I don't have a other storage space, which is, makes it like really difficult. I need constantly to rearrange things to in order to. How big is the room? Uh, it's twenty-five square meters, so it's yeah. I need bigger space for sure. I need bigger space. That's the next level. <laughs> With the kiln for sure. Because this is now limiting my work. I need to. Cause I'm, I'm experimenting something with very thin porcelain which is so fragile i cannot really i need to think of transportation and i always need to consider other factors that mm. i wish i could have a kiln right next to me that i could do more experiments and yeah ease my work but yeah for now everything is good later i'll have that maybe to wrap it up and yeah to put a point to this wonderful conversation yeah some directions for places of inspiration, maybe some, which which can be like a book, it can be a movie, it can be an actual physical space, like mm -hmm. in the in the city. What do you like in Helsinki? What's inspiring you here, or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I constantly look for places for inspiration. I can mention one channel, actually YouTube channel that I find very interesting i love that channel actually and, and i watch it very often louisiana channel it's uh ah, i know that you know one. you know yeah. that one yeah. it's the channel of louisiana museum in denmark so yeah it's they have great interviews with they artists do. they do yeah, yeah yeah i really like that one i also follow some galleries uh, like i mentioned earlier perrotin and sean kelly i also follow what's going on there uh yeah about uh, places like physical places i would always recommend the forest a lake mountains not in finland but the world is big <laughs> yeah that's my recommendation
I, I truly believe that uh, the nature is, is it's just so important for our well-being. So, yeah, we should all go there. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being my first guest in this in this new podcast. You're welcome. And all the best. It was a pleasure. And thank you for inviting me. And I wish you as well all the best. All the best to everybody. Let's, yeah, let's just go higher. <laughs>